Welcome to the Main Street to the World podcast, your passport to boundless travel inspiration and adventure. Brought to you by Coasters and Castles Travel, our podcast takes you on an exhilarating journey through a world of destinations and experiences. From the enchantment of Disney destinations and the thrills of Universal Studios parks and resorts, to the elegance of luxury travel and the tranquility of all-inclusive beach resorts. We delve into the diverse realms of travel. Join us as we explore the globe, sharing insights on theme park vacations, cruising, destination weddings, family travel, special needs travel, and so much more. Let your wanderlust be ignited and your horizons expanded as we unlock the treasures of travel together. And the hosts of the podcast are... Hi everyone, I'm April. I'm one of the owners of Coasters and Castles Travel and I love talking with you every week to tell you about our travel experiences and our opinions and recommendations. And I'm the proud mom of two kids that uh, love to travel with me. And hey everybody, I'm Whitney Maddox. Um, I have been a travel advisor with Coasters and Castles for seven years now. And um, I'm a homeschooling mom of two girls, so I always love to incorporate all that when we are in our travels. And we try to get down to Disney and other places every few months here and uh, keep all the good content coming to you so we can keep you updated on everything going on. And I'm Lynn. I'm the other owner of Coasts and Castles Travel. And I'm uh, kind of taking over the travel bug from my dad. My dad loved to travel. And never expected to be doing this in my life but this is where my path has has brought me we are you know exploring the world at this point now we started with areas we knew and checking out new destinations all the time and and happy to share that welcome back to the main street to the world podcast and we are recording from sunny cancun mexico And we do want to thank you all for those likes, shares, and subscriptions. We're welcoming back one of our prior guests, Cheryl Copeland-Lewis, who is a vacation specialist with Coasters and Castles Travel. Welcome back, Cheryl. Hi there. And we are excited to bring to you part of our uh, research trip to Cancun. And we'll be bringing the rest next week. So we're going to start off with our experience of traveling into uh, the Cancun area, which is part of the state of Quintana Roo. And it might be Quintana Roo. Am I saying that wrong? Quintana. 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 <laughs> she knows that she knows Spanish better than I do. So I'm learning some words. I'm getting down my gracias and uh, por favor and mucho yellow, <laughs> which means much ice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so and I have to say the the staff members at the hotels we've been at have been really cool about helping us learn some words. So that's pretty cool. Um, so we're going to start off with our trip into Mexico. Uh, April and I had the longest flight day than we'd like to have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we left Boston at 535 in the morning, flew to Denver. We're in Denver for about an hour and a half. Um, and then we had to get on another plane. So it wasn't, you know, the full two hours that looked like it was going to be. And then we flew to Cancun and arrived around 3 p.m. local time. Uh, Cheryl, you had a little bit of an easier time of that. That's because I live closer. I came out of Orlando and about, I'd say, two hours later, I was sitting pretty here in uh, Cancun. 
picked up my bags and scooted through all the <clears throat> regulatory things. And I was uh, in the pool, I want to say by one o'clock. You weren't speaking to me. I know that much. Yes, that was uh, an interesting experience. Um, we were forever in the uh, in the air and and in the airports. And um, one thing I did forget to mention uh, is that Cheryl is the editor for the Main Street to the World blog. So you will see her doing some introductions to our vacation specialists. Um, she also organizes all those great Where in the World Wednesday pictures. And she also does um, write a bunch of articles as well. So we are appreciative of that. Um, so, April, what's the protocol for COVID for coming into the country? Traveling to Mexico right now is really pretty easy. Uh, you don't have to have a COVID test to come to Mexico. Lynn and I both did take COVID tests coming just to be safe, but it is not required and will not be checked. We did have to, we did have to complete a visitor's pass, which actually you can do online ahead of time. Or while you're on the plane, they give you the form to fill out the hard copy of, which basically gives the name, your passport information, birth date. And one important thing with filling out the forms when going to another country, make sure you know the format of a date because the U.S. always does a month and then day, but many other countries do day and then month. So that can be confusing. So make sure you know the format because if you fill out the wrong format on one of these required forms, that's going to make the form inactive or in, invalid. Uh, so anyway, so you fill out the visitor's pass and then there is a COVID health questionnaire that you can do online as well. So it was pretty easy. You just fill out the form. And so, and when you do the health questionnaire, it will generate a QR code. So you'll need a printout of the QR code that you can bring along with your visitor's pass. Again, the visitor's pass you can do on the airplane as well. So not a big deal. Um, but the one other thing with the visitor's pass that I noticed that we made a mistake on is it asks for your arrival flight information, but also your departure flight information. We missed that differentiation. So we did arrival information in both sections. And it's actually important because when you come into Mexico, they're going to review that information and there is a portion of that slip that they're going to return to you to hold on to until you leave Mexico. So that's really important. And then otherwise, it was super simple. They ask the reason you're, that you're here, how long you're going to be here. They stamp your passport, and then you can go in. Um, they do have a section that if you have anything to declare for customs, you can go to a separate area and declare. Um, we were coming for two weeks. So as you can imagine, that did take quite a bit of luggage. We both had two big suitcases each. So I think, think when they saw us coming, they were like, oh, what are these people doing? Um, so they did ask us, um, you know, what our purpose was. Were we bringing things there? Because it could look like we're bringing items to sell in Mexico, which we weren't. We just had a lot of clothes and stuff to last us for two weeks. Um, but otherwise, we had no problem entering the country. Um, to return home, you do still need to have a COVID test within 72 hours of arriving in the United States. So that we will have done at the end of the week. But otherwise, getting to Mexico is very easy. Very much so. Um, one thing that is going to be interesting is um, at some point in June, Club Med is going to be requiring 
that you either have a negative COVID test or a copy of your vaccination records. So that is going to be important to have that information with you when you do come. Um, so Cheryl, you were, let's kind of go through the, the process of getting between the airport and the, um, the, the hotel, because you came in before us and because of COVID, you're not able to wait at the airport for us any longer. So you had to take your separate, uh, transport and we did use, uh, Grupo Lomas for that transport. Um, which is the one that we will be recommending to our clients because one, we had already heard from so many of our other colleagues that it was the best. Um, and we have had a really good experience with them since we've been here and have used them multiple times. Um, so we will be recommending them in the future. But um, what was the process like for you after you went through customs and after you went through immigration? Uh, well, it very, very simple. I mean, I, I'd been to other countries before. It didn't really change much. I was able to just go through, uh, let's see, stopping immigration, had that form again, just like you folks did. Now, I have had my vaccinations. Um, I, uh, yeah, two weeks out, I'm good to go with everything. So, but nobody ever asked about it or anything question wise. Uh, I did go through, they stamped it. I was around the corner, able to grab my bag, which I, felt was a lot faster than I planned on it being. Uh, they did, as we went through, they did question whether I had um, cigarettes with me, which I thought was funny. Um, but you know, of course, my answer is no. Um, but that was the only thing they asked me as I was wandering through that area and then headed straight down through and I was able to get right out to the car. Um, you do have to learn to make no eye contact and head for the doors. <laughs> uh, everybody wants to give you a ride. So, so there's two sections as you go through. First is the timeshare section. And they have little booths, sort of, but it's in the wall. So it's almost like little windows. If you picture going to a sports stadium and all the different concession booths, that's kind of what it reminded me of. They have all these windows for that. Um, and so that part there is the main part that you want to make sure that you avoid, um, of course, unless you want to be buying a, a timeshare via Mexico. Um, and then the other part is the part that April and I kind of got caught up in a little bit because we weren't really sure where we were supposed to meet our representative who was picking us up uh, from Lomas, not representative, but our, our driver. So we ended up coming through the doors after the timeshare people. And there's all these people, April, were they purple shirts? I feel like they were purple shirts. I, I think you're right on the purple. I feel like they were purple shirts. So all these people in purple shirts, you know, trying to give people directions. Well, here's the secret rub of that. They are actually trying to sell you either excursions, mm -hmm. um, tours, or transportation. So you want to keep going through. This is the part where Cheryl mentions don't make eye contact. They caught us in because we weren't really sure what we were supposed to do. You actually want to be completely outside of the building to catch the person who is going to be bringing you to your resort. So do not think they're meeting you inside the building. They're not. So keep going when you see them. Just you say, no, 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 no mas, no mas, you know, no, thank uh, you. or no gracias. Um, no gracias. Um, keep going and go out through those doors. And then you will see a ton of people who will have signs. They may have a sign for your 
a, a company that you're with or, or working with that kind of happened with us. Um, they may have a sign with your name on it. You may be looking for the actual brand of which you are staying. So I did see um, some of the tour operators that we use. So I saw uh, Delta Vacations. Um, I did see AM Resorts. Uh, that was one of the brands that we saw signs for. Um, we saw, you know, it took us a little bit for to find the Lomas person. But here's an interesting thing for Lomas is Lomas wears a distinctive uniform for the person who will be greeting you to get you in your ride. They wear a teal shirt and white pants. And honestly, that was such a help mm-hmm. to know that because as we came around, we, you know, we were looking everywhere. Someone had told us to stand out by the D pole, which is not where our person was. So this was one of the people in the purple shirts who told us to do that. Um, and after us trying to tell him, nope, nope, we're all set, we're all set. And we thought they were arranging for us to do that because we said immediately we have already arrangements with Lomas. Mm-hmm. And, um, they were still trying to basically sell us something. And, and one person didn't understand our English very well. So they switched off to another person and then he kept trying. And then he's showing us a map of all the different places we're going to be on and then telling us, and if they need something, we can call them. And we're like, no, no, we're already paid. We already have it. Um, so we finally see the person in the gentleman in the teal shirt with the white pants. And it really was a godsend to have that unique uniform color code. Um, and then we had a very, very comfortable car to ride in. Um, was, was that the Lincoln Navigator, April? Yes, that was a Navigator. Did you have a Navigator as well for you, Cheryl? Extraordinarily comfortable ride. Felt like I was a queen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we had a Navigator. Uh, the One of the nice things is when I first got in, there was a place for me to be able to turn on the AC and crank it. Because at this point here, I'm hot. You know, we just got off the plane. And mind you, I was freezing on the plane. Uh, (laughs) So we get off the plane and we are, you know, dragging all our stuff with us. I had 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 a sweatshirt on that I didn't really have room to put somewhere else. So I just ended up moving it and... um, you know, and getting stuff ready. But, um, so we ended up getting in the car, but they let us crank that up. And then, um, you know, off we went and our ride was, was it like 40 minutes, April? Or was it a little bit less? Much shorter. It was like 15, 20 minutes. I mean, we didn't travel far. And then we were in club med, super short. We've got so many places that it's hard to remember. Excuse me, folks. Sorry about that. Yawn. Um, so, so we end up, you know, pulling up to club med and you know, we're like wondering, okay, well, where are we going to meet up with Cheryl? And sure enough, we're coming into the thing and I had texted her to let her know we were on our way and we were on property. And all of a sudden there she was right up near the front. So we were able to meet her right in the lobby. Um, Cheryl, you had already checked in at this point. What was your check-in process with um, club med? Very easy, very, um, they expedited it quite nicely. I came in, uh, they took my passport, my temperature, used my uh, hand sanitizer. She made sure she got my paperwork, brought it over. We filled in what needed to be filled in. I went over to the desk, signed up. Of course, they always like your credit. So (laughs) made sure they got one of those. And uh, my room was ready. I had gentlemen right there, grabbed my bag and brought me straight to my room. I have not had things so simple in my entire life, I think, sometimes. <laughs> so.
Today's Main Streets of the World episode is proudly brought to you by Coasters and Castles Travel. Ready to bring your travel dreams to life? Look no further. Coasters and Castles Travel is your ultimate full-service agency, specializing in a wide range of travel experiences. From Disney destinations and Universal Studios parks and resorts, to cruises, ocean, river, expedition, and luxury. All-inclusive resort vacations, luxury escapes, European adventures, destination weddings, group travel, special needs travel, adult-only getaways, and of course, family adventures. Our team of expert travel advisors is here to craft the perfect journey for you. Whether you're seeking thrilling theme park experiences or luxurious cruises, every detail will be tailored to perfection. And if the world of travel planning beckons you, Coasters and Castles Travel is currently welcoming applications for travel advisors. For more details, explore www.travelcnc.com or reach out via email at info at travelcnc.com. Now let's dive back into the excitement. Yeah, we had a similar experience. Um, April and I did share a room at Club Med. Um, so, you know, we were able to, you know, get our stuff up there. And we were honestly on a second floor. Mm-hmm. Was it second floor or third floor? Uh, I believe it was the second floor. Okay. Um, I just remember doing so many stairs over the past several days that I just lose track on There's what floor we're on. Um, but the nice part is they have bill services and they bring your bags to your room. So that was wonderful because then we didn't have to try and haul them up because in the ele- in the rooms we, we were in, we were in their older section. Now that resort has been around um, for, a, was it the 1950s they said? I think they said that one was built in the 1950s. Yeah. So it's it's a very old resort. Now they've added on within the last five years two other sections. So those other sections are newer. But honestly, you really couldn't tell by the structure itself that it was that old. It was very well maintained and um, very comfortable. It was an interesting room, the the layout of it. Uh, you first come in and there is a... Um, a, a water closet or the toilet room on the right, uh, or at least on our rooms, it was on the right. And <laughs> every room we saw, this was really humorous to me. You go into the, the water closet room and there is a pregnant woman statue above the toilet. Like a fertility god step, goddess statue. Yeah. And it's like, well, that ain't working on us. <laughs> no, that should be. <laughs> We're all too old for that. Um, so, but that was an interesting thing to have there. And, and literally every room that we saw had that, except for the family rooms, which we'll talk a little bit more about that later. Um, they had something different in there, but that was an interesting little uh, thing to have there. And then um, they do have, they do not have a tub. So sad face for Lynn. Um, but they did have, and this was interesting. They would have a window in between the sink area, uh, and with the room where the, the, the shower and the sink is and the bedroom area. Mm-hmm. And, but, and so when I first started online, I'm like, oh, well, that's interesting. 
Um, but I could tell in the pictures that it had a shade. So sure enough, April finds the shade. She immediately puts that down so we can take care of the, of the privacy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so that was very, very helpful. And then we had the bed and it was a king size bed that literally was two twin beds put together. It literally had two mattresses. There was a little crevice in the middle um, with one set of sheets, which was fine. We didn't need any more than that. I mean, it was big enough for both of us. So, you know, we had plenty of room. And then there was a step down uh, or a couple of steps down. And then they, the refrigerator, the mini fridge was there on the left. And that one was not a stocked mini fridge. That had There was some water bottles in the room, but there was no soda cans or anything like that mm-hmm. in there. And, um, and then on the right was a, a sleeper sofa. And then we had a balcony. So all their rooms have balconies. You know, they either have a little patio setting or a balcony. Um, and then what was some of the things that impressed you about those rooms, April? I thought there was plenty of storage space. There was ample closet space. There was lots of shelves. And I found it very comfortable. I mean, even though, I mean, we're in there, we both have two huge suitcases, two small suitcases, plus backpacks. So we had a lot of stuff and we were not tripping over things. And I thought that was very nice that we were able to have our things in there. We each had a side of the closet, which was really nice, in which it has a hanging section plus a vertical row of shelves. And then there was another closet that had more shelves along with the safe. So there was tons of storage. And and I felt it was very comfortable. I liked the little step down into the the living room area. Um, And I found the room very comfortable. Cheryl, how about you? How was your room? My room exactly was yours, but in a mirror image. Uh, It was just lots of space. Of course, I was alone, so I was like in heaven. Mm -hmm. Um, I did have those neighbors next door that were, were okay, but I, you know, I got over them. Um, She's talking about us, folks. Yeah, She's they were on the us. other side of my wall. But actually, the room she, was, I mean, you know, and I did ask on that tour about that statue, and she did not have an answer for me uh, as to what that was for. Um, but the bathrooms were, you know, always had my towels, always had shampoo. I had everything I needed in there. It was really nice. And the bed, I don't know if it was because I was exhausted every night, um, or, you know, it was just nice. I fell into it and I went right to sleep. So it was a good bed yeah. and plenty of water and plenty of coffee. And I do want to make one big comment because you know me and my coffee. Um, even the coffee I made in the room, which is highly unusual for a hotel, was amazing. So uh, I don't know what they served. Wish I'd memorized the brand, but it was good. Yeah, we should have grabbed the extra from our room. I didn't even think of it. Usually I do that too for Jim, but... Um... My brain was not functioning as normal this week. Um, and then uh, we do have to comment one little interesting tidbit. Now, we were the last two rooms in our section. So when you're out on the balcony, you could see each other there, but you could not see anyone else's room. So it was nice for parties who are together and you didn't have everybody and their brother seeing you on your balcony. Um, and we got this weird visitor at our balcony. We were sitting there in the room, and then all of a sudden, somebody's tapping on the glass of our sliding door. And, you know, Miss Cheryl had climbed the wall. <laughs> it wasn't that big of a wall. 
but we know Michelle is little is a little bit of a thing. Um, but she had climbed the wall and hopped on over and came visiting at our back door. So true story. It was humorous. It was humorous. Um, yeah. So first thing we did. Oh, go ahead, April. Sorry, and I was just going to say our rooms were oceanside, which means that they were facing the ocean, but they weren't considered ocean front because it was we were a little bit back from the ocean and it was somewhat obstructed because there were lots of palm trees and there was a road between us and the ocean. So we were considered ocean side, but you know, we could see that it was there. We saw like a beautiful sunset. I know Cheryl saw the oh, sunrise. I never saw the sunrise. I see uh, sunrises, but you know, yeah, I, I, I don't see rises if I can avoid it. Um, so, you know, it just, because it wasn't like exactly on the ocean on the beach, it wasn't considered oceanfront, but it, it really was basically oceanfront. And pretty much all of their rooms are like that. Um, there are some that are sea view that face the mangrove river, but primarily they're either oceanside or oceanfront, which means you have some kind of view of the beautiful blue ocean. And uh, so one of the first things we did was decide to get some lunch because I know I was about ready to eat my arm off, mm-hmm. and I'm sure April was as well. Not my arm, her own. Yeah, no. I know. Yeah, I know. I'm mine first. <laughs> and uh, so we did go and get some some lunch at the buffet. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the first impressions that we had immediately was that the staff members, which they called geos. And I don't know what the GO stands for, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. They told us, but it's not in my brain anymore. Um, they were so friendly, really, Absolutely. really looking to be um, helpful. Actually, did we go to the buffet right away or did we go have for crepes first? Crepes. I feel like we did. Yeah, have lunch. you know what? I think because we kind of missed the lunch window. So I think we went down yeah. to the pool and we went to the crepe stand because. You know, these things are important to test out. You know, we are happy to do research for our clients and check out food options, especially when it comes to sweet things. Um, So we went to the crepe stand first and then the buffet for dinner that night. And the crepes were good. They made them right there in front of you. So like they literally poured the batter on the crepe. It's I can't even call it a pan. It literally just looked like a big stone. Yeah, crepe. Um, it was a big round stone, and they, you know, they used this special thing to to um to spread it out so it was nice and big. These were literally the best crepes I have ever had. Yeah, they were very. Good. And I got, and they honestly, they were very willing to customize for what they had there. Mm-hmm. So the first day, I asked for a strawberry and Nutella crepe. And they did put honey on it. I didn't get honey on it again, uh, only because I didn't feel like I needed that those additional sugar calories. But I'm telling you, this was fresh sliced strawberries. It wasn't a puree. It wasn't a sauce. It was literally just plain, fresh sliced strawberries. And then he would take the Nutella and it was in a squeeze bottle and he would zigzag that over that and then fold it up into these little quarters. It was stew Pendous. Oh my word. If I could just go back there for a crepe every day we were here, I would do that. It was they was so so good. Well, we we did pretty much get a crepe every day we were there. Because again, it's continued research. You know, I thought it was an appetizer. You know, make sure I I was good with crepe appetizers. Absolutely. Crepe dessert, crepe appetizer. And I guess the only thing I wish they had had as far as the room goes there. 
And this, you are all going to think I'm a crazy loon. And, and I know April and Chris, and Cheryl already do. Um, is I actually do wish they had had a scale in the room because we've seen so many different resorts that have scales in the rooms. I wish they had had that because, you know, I'm trying to stay, you know, somewhat good while I'm here and to be able to gauge where I'm at would have been very helpful. Um, so that, that would be my, my one challenge with the room itself. Um, and then um, we did have, uh, you know, I don't know how many of you know this, but I like to drink club soda. That's pretty much all I drink. And I would go to the bar and I had my big Coasters and Castles travel cup, which I'm going to do a little plug for our friend Jill, um, Jill Mitchell. She made us these gorgeous cups. It's a nice big cup with our logo, our names and glitter and all that fun stuff. So I don't remember how many ounces it is, but it's pretty big. And so I have this, this big cup and I, you know, got lots and lots of ice and I got my club soda and they would just take my cup and they would fill it all the way up with ice. And they say more, more, more. And I'm like, yes, more, more, more. Um, and, and once I did it once with that bartender, I didn't have to, to explain it to him every time they were fabulous about that. And so it was great. So their bars opened at 9am or 930. Nine. I think nine. Oh, 9am. I know those things right off the top of my head, the bar <laughs> opens. Yeah. So the bar had opened at nine thirty, nine o'clock. So I was able to go every day and get my, you know, my club soda from the bar, which was fabulous. And, you know, that would last me for quite a long time. And then when it was nothing but water, I would go and empty that off and go get another one. So that was really cool. Um, so that was our first day. And then we did have dinner at the buffet that night. Um, and well, I didn't, uh, before I do that, here I am talking endlessly and you guys haven't described your crepes. So mine was simple. I just did cinnamon and sugar and it was yummy. I was very happy with it, but I was also, I was still hungry and craving French fries because I could smell French fries. So I did sample the French fries because the crepe stand had um, like some savory, uh, small sandwiches, had some salad, uh, did have some fruit, had popcorn, French fries, the crepes, and that might be about it. So I had to sample the French fries as well because it's important. So we can tell everyone about them. And the French fries were very good. So I was very happy with them. And Cheryl, how was your crepe? Well, of course, you know, kind of talking about the restaurants and things like that. um, Just kind of want to bring this up that I got in there early enough that Mm. they hadn't started lunch yet, but they'd finished breakfast. So I'm, well, again, ready to eat somebody's arm. So I found that crepe stand and headed over there and got myself a nice crepe and it had a ham and cheese in it. It was quite delicious. Um, but I mean, I felt that I had that, uh, that I called my appetizer again. And then when they opened up for lunch at noon, I was able to go ahead in and have you know lunch at the buffet. But by the time you folks got there, we were in between meals again. But uh, I think that that stand was the best thing we could have found. And it was delicious no matter what part of the day we stopped there. Yeah, I agree. It was good. But you know me, I'm also an experimenter. So every day I tried something new. <laughs> Great. Yeah. So Cheryl, before we talk about our sponsor, um, let's chat a little bit about the the buffet lunch that you had. Buffet so- lunch, of course, my first experience heading in, they check your temperature. They sanitize your hands. Uh, you get a nice table wherever you'd like. I immediately chose one that was overlooking the ocean because I like that kind of atmosphere. Uh, it, 
you know, not looking for a lot of food because I had had that lovely appetizer of a crepe. So, um, but what a variety. I almost didn't know what to do. Uh, they had, you know, I like to get myself some um, cheeses and breads and things to that effect um, so I could have a little bit of lightness. Um, so I had that. Uh, the dessert bar, of course, being one of my favorite places to go, um, had one of my brand new favorites, cappuccino ice cream. Um, yeah, I see April smiling at me because she knows I ran for that thing every day. They had um, good ice cream. I, it was a nice lunch. They continued to fill up my soda, whatever I wanted, um, drinks, anything I might have wanted from the bar as well. Uh, I did feel obligated to test pretty much every one of their tequila drinks. <laughs> it's. I thought it was my job. Research is important. Not in one day. You didn't have them all in one day. <laughs> no, not all in one day, not but quite. I did make sure that I was there. And I found one every other day. I found one, two, one or two every day. But no, I loved the uh, the lunch buffet was right on target for me. Lots of choices. Okay. Um, so we're going to have our word from our sponsor. Cheryl, would you tell us about our sponsor? Please? I could probably do that for you. Hang on one second. Let me just see what I got going on. Um, okay. Find my screen. You know how things go when I try to find a screen. Something, <laughs> something goes wrong every time. Um, there we go. Come on back. Here we go. Oh, maybe not. All right. Coasters and Castles is a full-service travel agency that has vacation specialists who focus on theme park travel, ocean and river cruises, all-inclusive beach vacations, and group travel. Our advisors love assisting clients to take the stress out of a planning a vacation. And with our help, you can take that precious time before your vacation and focus on your family and friends. We are even there to assist you while you are in the destination itself and will happily advocate on your behalf. Have you ever thought about becoming a travel advisor or a travel agent and building your own business? Coasters and Castles Travel is currently accepting applications for new advisors. You can reach us via our website at www.travelcnc.com and click on the Join Us link. If you'd like to schedule a consultation with one of our vacation specialists, simply go to our website again at www.travelcnc.com. And click on the Get Started Planning Now button. We can also be reached by phone at 844-422-8785 or drop an email at info at travelcnc.com. Now, on with the show. Thank you so much. And I do just want to remind everyone that we have closed our applications for our theme park specialists for for now. We will have that open again later this year. But we are still accepting applications through the end of June for the river for the cruise and all inclusive specialists. Okay, so we're gonna continue to chat. And thank you for that message from our sponsor, Cheryl. Um, so we chatted a little bit before the sponsor about uh, Cheryl's arriving at the resort, having her crepes and uh, checking out the lunch buffet. Um, then when April and I arrived, we were too late for the lunch buffet. April, what time did we get there? Do you remember? Oh, we got there probably about four in the afternoon or so. Just about there. Cause we landed at three Cancun time. And it really didn't take that long to get through the airport. It took longer to figure out where we were going for a ride, I think, than getting through the airport. Yeah. There was one confusing thing, um, which we can share uh, kind of we learned a little bit more about after the fact. 
Um, and that is when you land, there's this big um, sign uh, telling you to click on a QR code to do the health questionnaire. Mm. Well, we learned afterwards that the health questionnaire is not needed then. It's needed when you're leaving. So it can be helpful to grab that QR code, just take a picture of it, and then see if you can run it later so that you can actually do it before you get to the airport. Um, it has to be within 12 hours of when you're leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, but that makes it a lot easier to do it at that point there. Uh, you know what I mean? Just basically these questions asking you, you know what I mean, how you feel and all that good stuff. Um, okay, so... We got to the airport. I mean, airport, goodness gracious. Uh, we got to the resort. Our rooms were ready. Um, I really felt like we had some good service. Mm-hmm. They don't have elevators in the buildings that we were in. There were some in the newer section. But they have, um, I don't know if they really call them bell services there or not, but the equivalent of bell service in the United States, but they have maybe a porter um, to bring your, your luggage up to your room. So we were on a second floor. Yes. Yes. I, I apologize. I We actually did a lot of resorts that time, so I get a little confused. Um, we did. We were on a second floor, and so it was a pretty good number of stairs. And honestly, those guys are strong, 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 because they haul our heavy suitcases, which were very close to 50 pounds for mm-hmm. each of our large ones. And April and I each had two of those. Uh, and then our smaller ones. So um, we had a nice little room. I really liked our room. Yeah, it was cute. It was a little different where it had a sunken living room area. Mm-hmm. You took a couple of yeah. steps down to get to where there was a couch and a mini fridge and a coffee maker and that type of thing. So a little different setup, but it was comfortable. I mean, and we did have a lot of stuff and we weren't tripping over each other. So that was a nice thing. Yeah. Uh, and it was lots of places. I know you put your suitcases on the, the sofa. We didn't end up mm-hmm. using that. And um, we ended up, you know, I, I used a bench that they had in there for my suitcases. Um, but they had two full closets, which was really nice. So we each got our yeah. own closet to hang stuff in. And you had your own set of shelves. That was a weird thing we saw was it was, and this was affected you more than me. Uh, there were no drawers. Yes. The entire room, there was not one drawer. And um, I use a packing cube. So, as I like to call them, my unmentionables, um, you know, all the things you don't necessarily want other people seeing, um, I put those in the bottom of my packing cube, which zips up. So, I always was able to have them kind of kept private and all that stuff. Um, and then, but there was still a lot of room, which is nice because April has designed this really cool little trick for her toiletries. She uses one of those foot, not foot, one of those shoe, shoe. rack. Over-the-door shoe organizer that has 24 pockets, I think. Uh, and it works out perfect. So I fold up the bottom two sections because then it's too long for hanging from most um, clothes racks, you know, in the closet. And it works out perfect. And I have a horizontal hanger that I actually travel with it that I use carabiner clips to hang the grommets on the shoe organizer to the hanger. And then I just put it up and I'm unpacked. And then you fold it away and you're packed. It's so simple and brainless. If you're looking for something, I just go to the pocket, pull it out, drop it back in the pocket. And for me, I'm lazy in some regards that I like things to be really easy. And so it becomes very easy and mindless to use the shoe organizer. So that is my definite constant for traveling. I think it's become even more helpful since we became travel agents. Because if you only traveled once a year, you didn't really care 
if you had separate stuff. Yeah. Whereas where we travel all the time, I literally have separate stuff. You know, I have a separate toothbrush. It's not the same toothbrush I use at home. I have separate mm-hmm. toothpaste. I have separate shampoo and conditioner. Um, I do sometimes fill from the smaller bottles. I mean, fill from the larger bottles into the smaller bottles, um, which can be a challenge sometimes if you get to fill them before you leave. So I've had that happen before. Yeah. And, and so it's just, you know, that can be a really neat thing. But so she hangs up her thing and I use the packing cube and I like to just ha- hang my packing cube. All my clothes are rolled up inside of it so that they stay as wrinkle free as, as possible. And, you know, I just grab out what I want and packing and unpacking is super easy for me for that. And then I also had a garment bag too for some of the nicer things that we needed for um, different events that we attended or dinners. Um, so we checked in and hopefully you got to see the video of our room. It's on Coasters and Castles Travel dash all inclusive travel, I believe it is. Um, if you put Coasters and Castles Travel dash all inclusive, it will definitely come, definitely come up. And we did do a live video of our room so you can see our room before we made a mess of it. And uh, after that, we headed down and we did get crepes for myself in April. And April, what did you have for a crepe? I had cinnamon sugar because they didn't have caramel there. And I really did like caramel. But the cinnamon sugar was very good. And and they made them fresh right there, which was really a treat because many other resorts just reheated them. Uh, So, you know, we had to test it. It was important. And, you know, it was in between meals. So therefore, it was a nice snack. And I also got French fries because I smelled French fries. So therefore, I craved them. So and the French fries were very good as well. I thought their crepes were better than anyone else we tried. I agree. Um, I don't know if it had to do with the reheating or what, but it was so neat. And watching them do it, I had never seen it done that way before. So they had this contraption that's similar to what you see when they're making, uh, like a kitchen is making lots of pancakes where they just drop a certain amount of batter on. And then he had this little hook that almost looked like a rake. And he just twirled it around until it spread the, the batter out to be a long, a bigger size. And then he would flip that over when it was done. And I got strawberry and Nutella and it was fresh strawberries. It was not a puree or a juice or any of that stuff. It was so good. Um, so they had the score for the best for me. And I think I got that same one. Well, the first day I had honey on it because they thought I said honey and he mm-hmm. said honey back to me. But I didn't realize, but I didn't care if he did anyway. Um, and then the rest of the ones, I just got strawberry Nutella. And they were great about doing things that weren't necessarily on the menu. I like that. That, you know what I mean? Like, they didn't specifically have a strawberry Nutella one on there, but they did it for me, and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, after we got our crepes, I believe we went in the pool, didn't we? Um, yes. yes, we did. Because yeah. it was and a long pool day. was a little it. chilly. Yes, they pumped cool water in the pool, seemingly, because it was a very warm day and it was not air temperature. It was definitely cooler. So what to get used to, it was fine. Um, I did like their pool. It wasn't heavy on chlorine, so I think they might have even been using Bacrosol or bromine, um, which I, I do like that it wasn't the chlorine because it was just, you know, the chlorine can get to you after a while. And then um, we headed back to the room, got changed. And then we had dinner at the buffet. And I have to say they were super good with me and my food allergies. Um, and I, I fought, oh, I had fish the first night. That's right, too. I had swordfish. It's, it's been a little bit. So we're trying to remember mm-hmm. all the things. We won't remember our exact, our exact meals, I'm sure. But um, I did have swordfish. April is, uh, April. I was doing that all day yesterday or two days ago. 
Cheryl is my official food tester. She saves me from potentially having to um, eat something that I'm allergic to. So she can usually help out with that stuff there. Um, so Cheryl, do you, how much do you remember about your dinner? I, you know, the first couple of nights, thank goodness we were only a few nights, but the first couple of nights were great because there was just so many choices. Uh, I think I just, <clears throat> excuse me, did a spaghetti that night just to kind of get my bearings. Uh, what I did enjoy was the desserts. I found a cappuccino ice cream that became my ultimate favorite for every single meal. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. I did enjoy I that liked- one. Um, I loved for dessert. I loved their pistachio mousse. That was just to die for. So, but I do have to say, at least they did have some variety, even though we were at the buffet a lot. And we'll cover that one aspect in a moment. Um, even though we were um, there several, even sorry, even though you had buffet for several nights, they did change what the menu was. So at least you weren't coming there for the same things every night, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh april do you remember what you got i think i got uh the flank steak that night Mm -hmm. and then with sorted other sides and it was very good i mean they did have some nice choices and i'm a picky eater so lynn has the allergies and i'm just picky i'm not allergic to things but i just don't necessarily like them so between the two of us we definitely had our challenges and i didn't have an issue finding things to eat at club med so that was nice you know being in a new country and Yes. I, you know, being in a new country, I don't like spicy. I don't like a lot of heavily seasoned things. Um, so I, I'm very Mexican simple. Food fan. <laughs> no, unfortunately, I'm not a big Mexican food fan. Um, so that, you know, was a stress going to the country, you know, since I hadn't been there before, you know, will there be something for me to eat? And they definitely had other options and certainly American options. You could get hamburgers pretty much anywhere. Um, they did have pizza, there were pastas. So there was no fear of, you know, not necessarily finding something to eat. There were things I could eat. And I, I didn't go away hungry. And I think I came home gaining a few pounds. So I definitely ate fine on the trip. Yep. Dessert was a big plus. And that, I think that's the downside of an all-inclusive. It's like, oh, well, you need to try the crepes and you need to try the ice cream and try the desserts and but they were small, yes. April. They were small. They were small. They were definitely small, but they, they're amounting to larger things on my body. <laughs> it, it's my story, and I'm sticking to well, it. Well, yeah. it kind of depends. You know, a single cube of, uh, oh, what's that stuff called? Um, creme brulee? No, not creme brulee. Creme brulee. Well, we did. Oh, you're thinking of the flan. Flan, yes. So we a single of cube flan. of flan, flan is small. Yes. Filling up a glove of flan. Hey, man. Now that. Oh. It was the only to go I could find. So, you know, I, I, you will need to explain that now. And, yes. and that wasn't at Club Med. So Club no, Med, I, um, that was another resort. I, I took to the. So I'm going to do a teaser on that one and tell you, you have to listen to the next episode yeah. when we start talking about the rest of our trip to find out about the glove of flan. Yes, yes. Hey. Never travel without your gloves. That's important. I have a glove of flan and a glove of bread pudding. Come back to yes. hear the rest of that story. Yes. Yep. Yeah. It's very true. Very uh, true. So the one drawback I think that we felt for the Club Med Resort, and from what I understand, this is across all of their brands, is for the all-inclusive aspect, all they have is the buffet. They do not have um, other restaurants that are included. And then... 
even for the additional charge, which we cannot advise, uh, you know, uh, information on the charges that can vary by resort and even by restaurant. Um, they have two other restaurants that are on property for each one. So the, the other ones don't have more than two. That's pretty consistent throughout their brand. So it's one of those things to keep in mind that you're going to be eating at the buffet. Um, now, the one we visited did have multiple buffets, but they pretty much, I believe, had the same um, offerings. We did go to an outdoor one that was further down, and then we did one up by the, the main building where we were. So, um, and you know, from what I could tell, it looked like it was similar offerings that we had seen in the first one. We didn't go to the, for the same meal to the same one, so it was hard to tell if it's exactly the same thing. But just keep that in mind that you, know, you are going to be eating at a buffet. Um, and I'm not much of a drinker, but I did have a couple of margaritas while we were there. And I do have to say, I did like the margaritas. They were pretty good. Cheryl, what was your, uh, margarita review? I be honest. They were very good there. Uh, bar does not open till nine. So mimosas were out for me first thing in the morning, but that's okay. Uh, I did have, uh, not as many margaritas. I had more tequila drinks. That was my thing at the club med situation. Uh, they had some great different tasting ones, and I really enjoyed them. So they, they have great, great bartenders. And April, did you like to partake in the um, mocktail uh, strawberry daiquiris? Mm-hmm. So how was your how were your mocktails? They were good, although they made strawberry daiquiris a little different. I had one that had some orange juice in it. I had one that had a little coconut taste. So. They kind of experimented a little bit. And one thing I did like, because I don't drink a lot. And the reason being is it puts me to sleep. So there aren't many situations in which I'm looking to go to sleep. Usually if I'm trying to be social, I want to be awake. So I don't really drink. Um, but at the in the newer section, the bar that was by the pool, they actually had a menu of, well, they call them kids drinks because this is a family-friendly resort. So that's really important to know kids drinks, but they were April friendly drinks too, because they were <laughs> mocktails. Uh, so I did try some of those and those were fun because they were a few different flavors and they all had like cute names. Like one was a shark and one was a monkey. And again, it was a kid's menu. So it was perfect for me. Um, and, and that was a lot of fun that they had those kind of choices. So if you're a kid, you don't necessarily just have to go and have a Coke. Um, you know, you can have other things too and have, have some fun flavors uh, along with the adults. So that was fun. And then um, our second day there, we really kind of took in, I think, uh, some of what the resort has to offer. I, I wish in some respects that we had tried to plan a little bit better. Part of the problem is, is that uh, we did aqua aerobics and the instructor kicked our butts. She was awesome. I mean, the poor thing was sweating to death that eventually she jumped in the pool. So she started out on the pool deck doing all of her instructions. And oh my goodness, if I had half her energy in a day, I would get so much accomplished because she was awesome. But then she jumped in the pool and got in with us. And I was happier for her for that because she was obviously, it was very hot. So I did enjoy watching the two of you as I said, I'm doing water aerobics and you all came along and I went, I might have hurt them. <laughs> hey, maybe. No, I mean, I, I did okay with. It wasn't bad for, but, but I she was myself. good. That woman was. Ah, oh, she amazing. was great. Yeah, she liked to do a lot of punching and stuff like that, and so that's something I'm not used to. And I felt every one of those muscles later on. Yeah, yeah. And then we decided to take in a spa, and I'm thinking, okay, we already have a spa scheduled for today. Yeah, 
I can go ahead and do a good amount of water aerobics. I can put more all into it than I normally would for a first time when I haven't done one in a while. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> they ask you on your form if you would like light, medium, or moderate and uh, firm for your massage. And I was thinking, well, I probably am not ready for firm, but I'm hurting a good amount. So medium be good for me. Okay. Let me tell you, folks, if you go to Club Med and you're not used to having a massage, go light because moderate, I felt like I had been in a boxing match the, night, the next day. Even that same day, I felt like I, it was good for me after that. It took me a few days to relax my muscles, but oh my word, it was a very good massage. So I'm not faulting them at all. It was all my fault because I overthought what I should have had and went for the other. Uh, oh, but we felt like the price was pretty good. Mm-hmm. April went and got the light touch. I mm-hmm. got light and it was fabulous. Yep. I, on the and other hand, had regularly pull my remuscle out of my body. I went for the heavy yeah. one and um, they were good. They were very they good. Me. So, yeah. yeah. But it was so fun we to enjoyed watch that. Guys. <laughs> and and, and watch it me afterwards. Yeah, I kind of had fun with that. Um, it is a smaller spa. They do have a relaxation area that you can sit in before and after your treatment where it really is. It's right on the river, the mangrove river, and they have soft music playing and you're a little away from things. So it was nice to sit there. Um, they don't have any open hydrotherapy. They did have a hydrotherapy treatment that you could choose to do. We didn't choose that. Um, so we just sat in the relaxation area for a little while before heading back out into the resort. We watched for crocodiles. We did. Yes, folks, I did say crocodiles. And we did see every morning a little baby crocodile. He was cute. Who would hang out in the area near where they do the yoga. Now, the yoga is up a, a flight or a, a story from the ground where the, where the crocodile was. And so there's no danger there. Um, but it was really cute seeing him. And so, yeah, so that was our, our second day. We did eat in the buffet again. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were able to arrange when, with the events manager there to get a resort tour. So that was our next day's events is, uh, we did some pool stuff in the morning. Yep. I really did like their pools. Um, they have an infinity pool over in the newer section where the family area and where their VIP section is. Um, the only drawback over there was there was even less shade there than at the main pool. Yes. So that was a little challenging for us really, really white people who, you know, need to be careful of the sun. Um, But that pool was fun because it was an affinity pool. Um, And I did notice in in, in that resort that their pools were a little bit deeper than a standard resort pool you think of when you go maybe to Disney or Universal or something like that. So I liked that because I really like to be able to just float and not have my feet touching or anything like that. And, uh, and so April did, uh, April and Cheryl did a lot of walking around more than I did, um, before we did our resort tour and they did go check over the trapeze and the, that other area. Um, so April, do you want to chat a little bit about some of the other activities that are available at Club Med? Yes. And they do have a lot of activities. And again, this is family friendly. So that's important to remember. They do have kids clubs there for little ones on up. And I know when we were in the pool, we saw one counselor that was with a group of kids from the kids club playing with them in the pool. And he was fabulous. I mean, he wasn't just sitting there watching them play. He was throwing around the ball with them. They're catching, they're fetching the ball. They really had a lot of fun. And the kids clubs really are very enjoyable. They can feed them meals if need be. 
Um, the parents just have to be on property around the resort. They can't leave for an excursion somewhere else if the kids are in the kids club. But they also have archery there. And their schedule during the day is they have um, younger kids in the morning and then kind of the tweens and teens and then adults at the end of the day. So they try to group them by age. So that way you don't have little ones next to like, you know, an adult archer. Not that they would run into conflict with the bows, but it just, you know, it's nicer for the kids to be together. And then they have a trapeze where you go and they teach you how to swing on the trapeze. And you're fully guided online. They're supporting you. They're controlling your movement a little bit. And certainly, you know, if you slip off the trapeze, there is a net there and they're controlling your fall because there's someone holding the other end of the rope for you. So they're letting you down gently and people seem to have a lot of fun. We did not try that. As entertaining as that may have been to watch it, we actually did not try the trapeze. Um, Cheryl did try her hand at the hammock. And unfortunately, <laughs> I failed at recording that. So I'm sorry that I did not get that on video. But apparently the hammock won in that scenario. So she America's um, funniest home thinking. videos would have really enjoyed that one too. I missed Cheryl, it. Cheryl's totally missed it. Yes. I avoided it. Yes. Um we and kept then, trying to get her on one every other place we went, but she just wouldn't do yeah, it. Yeah, no, that was it. After that they just scared her. Um and then another interesting activity for eighteen and older is you can go water skiing. And that is included with your resort stay. So, and that is zero experience. They teach you on land first, kind of demonstrating the pull of the rope and how to react to it. And then they get you in the water. And so if you're not able to stand up, you know, the first or second time, they'll coach you through it and explain, okay, bend your knees, lean back, lean forward, or, you know, whatever the instructions are until you're successfully standing on the skis. And then they take you a spin around the river. And that is included with the stay. So that's something fun. On the other side, they do have snorkeling that you can do. And there is sailing and kayaking and paddle boards that you can also take out. And that area was kind of a, a more of a closed in. Um, sorry, the word is escaping me, but it was a kind of a closed in area. So the water was a little calmer. It was blocked by rocks on the outskirts. Um so you could have a little more control. And then you were within that area. So they do have a lot of sports. They um they do have a full schedule of activities. So there was like salsa dancing, there's karaoke, they had um, Zumba classes, the aerobics classes, volleyball. I, there was something every hour. So if you wanted to stay active and keep going, you really could from morning until night. Uh, or you could just, you could lay out on the beach, you could lay by the pool, you can hang in your room. You know, it's a, you can do lots of something or lots of nothing. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I think one of the things that um, I found, you know, interesting there uh, was the different activities that you could do, that it was different. Mm -hmm. um, but I do think we have to bring up the 800 pound gorilla in the room, or the 800 pound pink elephant in the room. And this is the seaweed. So <clears throat> at this time, and we've heard different things from different people while we were there. Uh, that it's is pretty normal this time of year uh, to have seaweed, but that the amount of seaweed was extraordinarily high. Mm -hmm. uh, honestly, we have all the respect in the world for every resort we saw uh, for doing a great job of cleaning up the seaweed. I mean, the amounts that we saw rolling in, we saw, I, I would say those waves were probably five to six foot waves crashing on shore. Yeah, when we first got so there, the, it was pretty, intense. pretty aggressive. Yeah, 
And they were literally bringing in rolls and rolls of seaweed. Now, I know there was Mm -hmm. a storm out in the Gulf uh, near Alabama in the United States. And so that may have affected some of that because it's going to turn up that whole area. But it's 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 something that's going to be there. And, you know, we have lots of pictures of it. We also have lots of pictures of the resorts working really hard to clear it out every day. I mean, every day. The folks at Club Med would get out with the backhoe. They would rake up a bunch of it. They would put it in dump truck after dump truck after dump truck after dump truck, leaving the resort every single day. I, I mean, Cheryl, you mentioned feeling so bad for those people that they would go out there, do their job, and the next day it didn't look like they'd ever touched it. I just, I don't know if I could handle the kind of job where every time I go back or even turn my back, there's just as much there as what I just left. It's horrible. I felt so bad for them. You know, it was just truckloads every day they were taking away. I mean, unfortunately, it is Mother Nature. There's nothing they can do about it. But every resort that we saw, we actively saw them picking up seaweed in one way or form. Some had bobcats, some had uh, backhoes, some had people literally in the water with nets. Mm-hmm. You know, hauling it and making these huge mountains. I mean, this was mountains of seaweed. I probably twenty feet in the eye, in the in the air. I was just like shocked at seeing some of it. So, it is there. Um, they we we talked to a lot of people. There's really no time that you that they can say, "Yep, this is the time to go," and you won't have to deal with it. There's it just they don't know when it's going to happen. So just be aware that if you're going to uh, Mexico. Uh, in the Cancun, Yucatan Peninsula area, you're going to have it. There's one place that avoids it all the time, and that is the western side of Cozumel because it all hits from the ocean on the eastern side of Cozumel. And because the other side is sheltered, it doesn't get it. So if seaweed is a really big problem and you want to go to Mexico, see about going on the western side of Cozumel. Um, So we we did have dinner one night, and we do want to thank Club Med uh, they did host our dinner, um, and they also hosted us for our three nights. So we do want to send a huge thank you out to Club Med for this. Uh, but we did have dinner one night at the steakhouse, um, and and the food was very good. Mm-hmm. It was. But we were surprised to see how few things are on the menu. I and, and I don't know if they had specialty maps maps menus made f- for a COVID menu or if that's normal. So that's one thing we don't know because they do have QR codes, but we couldn't get them to work, which happens periodically anyway. Um, but we, so they did give us a regular menu, mm-hmm. um, but there weren't as many steak selections as we thought we would have, we'd like to have. Um, they were good about adjusting. So I know that what mine, my steak came with was not what I asked for to have with it. So I did have some other kind of potato other than what they had originally suggested for me. Um, and they were very, very good about the allergies. So I found that to be nice. Um, thoughts on dinner? I thought dinner was good. The service was very good. Our waiter was very friendly and helpful. We were trying to speak Spanish as best as we could. And so he was nice to kind of coach us along as we had questions. Uh, and I thought they were really good about your allergy. Uh, my steak was cooked very well. It had nice flavor. I got a baked potato, which I was very excited about because I love steak and potatoes are like my favorite meal. So that was perfect. 
And it was a huge dish of creme brulee for dessert, which I forced myself to nearly finish, even though I was like ready to explode because it was so good. It was very, very good. Mm-hmm. Cheryl? I, I, you know, I have to say again, service was right on. Um, steak was well cooked. Not what I anticipated as far as size. I think it's just a different cut to it. But I mm-hmm. do want to make a comment about the fact that to get into that restaurant is a nightmare. We were lucky that those oh, folks yes. that hosted us were kind enough to get us in there. We, yeah. There was no way we would have had dinner at that restaurant if they had not lent us a hand. So it's kind of one of those quirky things that I want to make sure I mention to people that if you want to go, make a reservation. The very first day you get there, you might get in before you leave. <laughs> yes, I agree with that. Because there are just the two signature restaurants to dine in, which are an additional cost. And they also require reservations. So as I wouldn't want anybody to miss easier, out. Um, yeah. The reservations are going to fill up because they are still COVID capacities. And for the most part, um, and oh, there is a new rule going in effect too with Club Med in that uh, you are, it's going along with the European requirements because Club Med is an actual European company. They're going to be requiring anyone who checks in to either show copy of their vaccination documentation or proof that they tested negative for COVID prior to arriving within 72 hours. So I'm not positive on the start date, but I know it is in June of this year. I believe it's June 9th. Okay, so then that will be after the release of this this podcast. Um, So overall, I really enjoyed the stay there. And and honestly, everybody was super friendly. and, and a lot of the other staff members, I think they call them GOs, and I forget what the G and the O stands for. I <laughs> so remember. I apologize. They did tell us, but I forgot. But they call them GOs. Um, but they, a lot of them taught us some great Spanish words, um, mm-hmm. helping me with my allergies and my obsession with ice because um, I like my drinks very, very cold. I bring my own stainless steel cup with me. I like to fill it with ice first. So I've got my mucho hielo, which is much ice. And my uh, Agua Mineral, which is my sparkling water. So um, I got that from our folks at, at Club Med. And then, of course, Cheryl knows a little bit more Spanish than April and I do. Um, I'm the lowest on the totem pole. Uh, April uh, lists hers as Sesame Street Spanish. And then Cheryl did take some Spanish in high school. Uh, and she did a really good job, actually. So, she did. You know, she we, did. we got commented on quite often on her pronunciation. Um, and our attempts at pronunciation. <laughs> we tried. We were really trying. In fact, when we flew home, um, April kept saying muchas gracias to everybody <laughs> in America. I have Hola. to tell you, I've gracias. gone out the past couple of days since we got home, and I keep saying gracias, and I I, uh, I can't remember what country I'm in, so it's very yeah. confusing. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is that every time I went to try and say Spanish, I would think of the French word. I had to say, no, no, that's the wrong one. Mm-hmm. Wrong <laughs> I would say it in my brain before it came out, but it took me like, it was like that pregnant pause before I got to the next one. So, so for our next episode, we are going to chat uh, a little bit about uh, some of the resort tours that we took. We in total between what we stayed at and what we visited, we saw 20 resorts. So we have so much to share with you. And then we're going to have a third episode on our trip to Cancun. And for that one, we're going to be talking about the other three resorts that we stayed at. Uh, But April did just mention to me that she does have some more she wants to add. So I'm going to let her chat. 
All right. So I do definitely have some more things to note about Club Med. Um, one important thing, because this is COVID time, and I don't know when it will change, but whenever you are entering in a restaurant, you would get uh, or into the front lobby, you their sanitizer gel, and they took your uh, temperature through a scanner. I guess that's kind of the best word. You kind of stood in front of the scanner and the scanner read your temperature. So I guess it's almost like an infrared scanner type situation. Um, so it wasn't like a typical thermometer that took your temperature. So I thought that was interesting. A couple of times I had to take my hat off because it couldn't read my face well. Um, then you get the green light and you can move forward. So they are still being conscientious of that piece to be mindful of. Uh, while you're inside, you definitely had to have your facial covering. Around property, around Mexico and overall, we never had an issue with drinking water. So I think that's a really important thing to note because I know that was one of my number one questions prior to going to Mexico. The resort gives you bottles of water in your room. You don't want to drink water out of the tap anywhere, even in the resort. But they give you bottles of water in your room. If you're served water, that is purified water. Ice cubes that you're served are made with purified water. So it was all safe. And we never had any issues anywhere in Mexico for any place that we did visit. We did visit just tourist areas. We did not go to like any local restaurants or anything. And that may have been a different situation. So something to be mindful of that as you're traveling throughout Mexico, you always want to ask if the water is purified, if the ice cubes are made with purified water. So you don't run into any issues. I definitely bring in, recommend bringing stomach medicine with you. So you have it readily at hand. But we did find in going to the gift shops, Men, many of the gift shops were, were fully appointed with uh, different remedies you could buy. So if you had a stomach condition, chances are you could get something in the gift shop. And there are pharmacias, drugstores around everywhere. So you could get a ride to a pharmacia if you needed it as well. Um, while on property, it is kind of a long property. They do have golf carts that can take you from one side to the other. So if you're in the lobby and you want to go to the newer area, which is, you know, maybe a 10, 15 minute-ish walk, um, depending on how slow you walk, you can uh, hitch a ride on a golf cart. And that was really nice to do. Um, there was an excursion building that you can go and you can plan to see excursions. Well, it's any going to like any of the Eshkoret parks, going to Chichen Itza, or Tulum or anywhere. They did have that. We didn't take advantage of any of those services because our trip was mainly booked with visiting resorts. Um, but the desk is there. So there's plenty that you can see and opportunities to kind of get you out and see more of Mexico. So and we can help you set those up ahead of time as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially with the Chicorette parks. Um, we did go to Shellha, which we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about um, that experience. But those parks are wonderful. And those are things that we can help coordinate as a travel advisor. There were gift shops on property. There was one that was kind of um, more kind of branded souvenirs. And then they did have uh, a jewelry store, if you're so interested, as well as um, like a Mexican kind of uh, craft store. So more like authentic-ish Mexican souvenirs. So those were fun. And we did find some cute little things in there. And one night while they were there, we had um, a Mexican night where they did bring in outside vendors to set up tables, you know, from like six to ten. And was selling their wares. And I know I got a, Cheryl got a couple of really pretty um, shirts or kind of a beach cover up. I got these cool paintings that this guy was painting with his fingers, not a, not a brush. And the details were unbelievable. He used like his fingers, a nail, and like a corner of a piece of cardboard to create these pictures. It was amazing 
Um, so that was a lot of fun. And some resorts, I know the last resort we stayed in did something similar where they had vendors come in. So that may be an opportunity that if you're looking for some more souvenirs, the hotel may help you with that. Uh, and the last thing I wanted to mention is they do have entertainment at night as well. We did take in one show, which was uh, dance routines. And this seems to be predominant through many of the resorts that they're really kind of focused on dance performances. Um, the one that we saw seemed to be more of an uh, original structure um, that was kind of a, a plot of a story that was being narrated through their dance and through their music choices. And that was a nice show. And after that was a glow in the dark party, which we are, we're old. So we just went to our rooms at that point. We didn't stay any further, but you know, you can definitely have fun and you know, they try to entertain you as much as you want to be entertained. And, and that was great. So we really had a nice experience at club med. Any last thoughts, Cheryl? I, I just think that, you know, in this day and age that we're in, uh, they took amazing precautions. I felt safe the whole time I was there health wise, physical wise, everything else. Uh, I do love the special evenings. Um, and, and, you know, overall, it was a great little place. It had some great tropical vibes. And that's what I mm -hmm. love. So, okay. Well, fabulous. Thank you, ladies, <clears throat> uh, for this recap. And like I said, we're going to have more the next couple of weeks that we'll be sharing. Um, we may, we actually have some other things coming up as well. We have some agents who went to uh, beaches, Turks and Caicos. Um, so we may actually intersperse some of those in with these as well. And then of course there's so much happening on the theme park front. Um, and, uh, you know, so we'll be sharing some stuff there as well, but, uh, definitely, you know, make sure you, you come back. Um, we do thank you so much for listening. We appreciate your, your patronage. Um, if you think of it and you have a, a podcast site that you're watching us over, uh, whether it be Podbean or Apple podcasts or, uh, I don't even remember all of them. We're on so many. Um, please give us a rating. That does help us. And uh, just a reminder that um, all of this is brought to you by Coast and Castles Travel. So if you are able to support one of our travel or our vacation specialists, uh, they certainly do appreciate it. And we do appreciate you as well. So have a great night and we'll talk to you soon. And that wraps up another exciting episode of the Main Street to the World podcast your gateway to the wonders of travel. We hope you've enjoyed this exploration of new destinations and unique experiences. If you're ready to embark on your own unforgettable journey, remember that Coasts and Castles Travel is here to make your dreams And that wraps up another exciting episode of the Main Street to the World podcast, your gateway to the wonders of travel. We hope you've enjoyed this exploration of new destinations and unique experiences. If you're ready to embark on your own unforgettable journey, remember that Coasts and Castles Travel is here to make your travel dreams a reality. Whether you're seeking the magic of theme parks, the luxury of exotic getaways, or the thrill of cruising, our expert team has you covered. Visit our website at www.travelcnc.com to discover a world of travel possibilities. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode filled with travel tips, destination highlights, and inspiring stories. Feel free to connect with us on social media. We're under Main Street to the World on both Facebook and Instagram.
And that wraps up another exciting episode of the Main Street to the World podcast, your gateway to the wonders of travel. We hope you've enjoyed this exploration of new destinations and unique experiences. And this sucks. And that wraps up another exciting episode of the Main Street to the World podcast, your gateway to the wonders of travel. We, we hope that you've enjoyed this exploration of new destinations and unique experiences. April, Whitney, and I certainly thank you for listening today. If you're ready to embark on your own unforgettable journey, remember that Coasts and Castles Travel is here to make your travel dreams a reality. Whether you're seeking the magic of theme parks, the luxury of exotic getaways, or the thrill of cruising, our expert team has you covered. Visit our website at www.travelcnc.com to discover a world of travel possibilities. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode filled with travel tips, destination highlights, and inspiring stories. Feel free to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Main Street to the World to share your thoughts, experiences, and suggestions for future episodes. Thank you for tuning in to Main Street to the World. Until next time, keep exploring, keep adventuring, and keep making memories all around this incredible planet of ours. Safe travels, all!